Hi, welcome to my podcast, Nothing But The Truth. My name is Taisha. All right, today we're the today's lesson is going to be coming from the book of Isaiah. And I will entitle this The Rebellious Nation. A rebellious nation. Let's do it. Let's let's say it like that. Because we are a rebellious nation. And anything that is that challenges our comfort is a problem. And what we're comfortable with is a problem to God. (laughs) It's a problem to God. Our ways are not his ways. His ways are well above ours. What we what we do in our everyday lives and what is what is considered normal to us is actually acting outside of his will. But we'll get into that later. Okay? So, um, it starts off because um, Isaiah, in this book, Isaiah um, is prophesizing as uh, prophesizing to Judah. Um, he prophesized. Uh, he prophesized and warned uh, Judah and Jerusalem. You know that um, they will be judged for their wickedness, and that. Um, Not only would they be judged for their wickedness, but they were going to go into bondage. And why was that? Because God had God had forgiven them so many times. He had forgiven us. Because I, let me go, let me stop. I I I'm, I'm saying us it's being um, um, what what Judah is considered the blacks of of the Bible. The Bible is black people's story being told back to you guys. If the Bible was being taught right by you, taught correctly by the pastors in the church, and the truth was actually being explained to you guys, correct correctly this world would be totally different because people a lot of people depend on the pastors to be the forefront of their connection to God they don't they 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 they're like thinking that he's the middleman it shouldn't be that way but they they do think that and a lot of people don't read their bible or read anything after they leave church on Sunday. So they don't know, they don't seek for themselves to find out the truth for themselves. That this is our, this is our story. It's not the complete story because they, they, they decided you had a group of men that sat down and decided what they were going to put in the Bible and what they were going to leave out. 
normally I don't even preach from uh, the traditional Bible. My 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 teachings are from uh, the Bible, from the parts of the Bible that they left out. Okay, but today I'm go I'm I'm gonna teach from Isaiah because this is Black people's story, and if a lot of white people would know that, if they only knew that. It would end racism. I, I truly believe it. It would make them question everything. Okay. So back to our story. God said. I reared children and brought them up. But they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its master. The donkey is owner's manger. But Israel, who is Israel, guys? The blacks, the Hispanics, the Native Americans, and the Mexicans. Okay? That's Israel. The blacks, Native Americans, and Mexicans. are That's Israel. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. Woe to the sinful nation, a people whose guilt is great, a broad of evildoers, children given to corruption. They have forsaken the Lord. They have spun the Holy One of Israel and turned their backs on him. Now listen to what God is saying to us. This is how God views us. He's saying that we are so consumed with ourselves, within ourselves, within our lives, that we don't have time for him at all. We don't have time for him. And it breaks his heart. And he's given you over to the evil inclination because you don't even want to make time to develop a relationship with your creator. The being that created you to give you the thought to not think about him. <laughs> Your brain and everything was created by him. He could make you think about him. He could make you choose him. But he didn't want to do that. That's why That's why he gave us free will. Do you want somebody to love you because they want to love you? Because, because of the person you are? Because they want to love you? Or do you want them to love you because they have to love you? You see, that's why he gave us free will. He wanted us to choose him freely. He wanted you to choose him freely. And that applies to everybody. This is just our story, but this is a, this applies to everybody. 
And he goes on and he says in verse 5, why should, why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured. Your whole heart is afflicted. What is he talking about? He's saying that I have caused you to be beaten to the ground by this world. Because you would not keep my commandments. I'm going to put you in a place where you would have no choice but to call on me. It would be so bad. It's going to get so bad. That you're not going to do nothing. You're not going to want to do. You're not going to do anything but call my name. Call my name. Life. The life I gave you. It will make you a believer. You don't get to live the way you want to live. You live the way I told you to live. For you are a holy people. To me. We are a holy people. To the Lord Almighty. Blessed be he. We are high priest to God, Israel, Judah, high priest. We have to return. Our minds have to return. We have to remember. You have to ask, ask God to come in, into your heart. Ask him to come into your heart. Ask him to take the chains off of your mind show him ask him to show you what areas you need to work in completely surrender or else you will continue to get beat your whole head will be injured your whole heart will be afflicted this world will tear you apart it will tear you apart Okay. And then the Lord Almighty goes on and he says, he says, um, your country is desolate. This is verse seven. I skipped verse six. He said, your country is desolate. Your cities burned with fire. Your fields are being stripped by foreigners right before your eyes. Laid to wait, laid waste, and when over and and when overthrown by strangers, your country is desolate. Your cities burn with fire. Your fields are being stripped for stripped by foreigners right before your eyes, right before you, right before your eyes. Listen to that. Is that not what is that not what's going on right now? Have they not taken everything away from you? You are a foreigner on your own land. And the Lord is allowing this. This is what the consequences 
uh, are when you disobey him. And if he would do that to a nation of people that are his people, that were created by him, for him, for his glory. If he would do that to his own people, what would he do to the ones that don't love him? What would he do to the other nations? We're his children. We are non-ether beings. Black people. Black make all the colors in the universe. We gave birth to the world. You guys need to hear this. Nothing but the truth on here. We gave birth to the world. And until the world comes to terms and comes comes to terms and accept that and stop misusing his people. Well, let's just say you'll wish you had a listen. But God is not going to come rescue you, Israel or Judah, until you completely surrender. Not your will, but his will. Not your way, but his way. You don't get to live the way that you want to live. Verse 8 says, the daughter, the daughters of Zion is left like a sh- like a, sh- a shelter in a vineyard like a hut in a cucumber field like a city under siege unless the lord almighty had left us some survivors we would have been we would have become like sodom we would have been like gomorrah to my channel nothing but the truth my name is taisha all right so um we're going to continue with um we're in isaiah and um this is where god was um referring to sodom and gomorrah and he continues and this is verse um chapter one verse ten yeah chapter one um verses ten through eleven <clears throat> he says, hear the word of the Lord, you, you rulers of Sodom. Listen to the instructions of our God, you people of Gomorrah. Now, we're going to stop right there. What is, why, why did God say that? He's making reference back to the time of Sodom and Gomorrah. He's saying that the people of this day behave like the people in Sodom of Gomorrah. That's what he's saying. This nation has become modern-day Sodom and Gomorrah. That's what it's become. And we have to repent because we are sinning now. We have we have become so arrogant in our sin. Throwing it before 
flaunting it before heaven, flaunting it before the Lord as if the Lord is not everywhere at one time, as if he cannot see everything that you think, everything that you do, everything that you even thought about doing. He already, he's already there. He already knows. And he just sits back quietly, invisibly, and watch you all day. This is the God that we want to play with. Do we really want to play with the Messiah? Do we really want to play with our God? What did he do to Sodom and Gomorrah? Let's stay right there. What did he do to Sodom and Gomorrah? Did he not send fire to Sodom and Gomorrah? Did he not destroy the whole city? Why? You are no match for him. You are no match for God. People, I don't care who you are, how much money you have, where you live, if you're a big executive, I don't care. You are no match. No match. And he did. He's destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah effortlessly. So it didn't, it didn't, I mean, it didn't even just like that. A flick of his fingers is gone. Why would you want to play with a being like that, that, that loved you enough to create you? And will love you enough to destroy you. Because he will not be mocked. God goes on to say in verse 11. The multitude of, sac- the, the multitude of your sacrifices. What are they to me? Says the Lord. I have more than enough of your burnt offerings. Of your ram and your fatty and your ram and your fat of your fatty animals i have no pleasure in your bu- in your bl- i have no pleasure in the blood of bulls and lambs and goats when you come to appear before me who has asked this of you he's tired of your sacrifices that's what he's saying he's tired of them Who has asked this from you? He didn't. He didn't. He wants you to come to him with a a repentant heart. That's what he wants. He don't want no, no sacrifice. He don't want you to try to bribe him in the church. He don't want you to try to offer him anything else. Anything else. He's not even paying it attention. You just, you just, you're just doing that for yourself, for show. Sure. You're thinking that he's watching, but he's not. When you come, when you come to appear before me, who acts, who has asked this of you? The trampling of my courts. Stop being, stop bringing meanless offerings. Your incense is detestable to me. 
new moons, Sabbaths, and convulsions, I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. Assemblies, I cannot bear your worthless worthless assemblies. Your new moon feast and your appointed festivals, I hate with all my being. I am weary of bearing them, says the Lord Almighty. Blessed be he. God saying that all of y'all are gathering, thinking you're gathering in my name and you're not. All of you are doing all these different activities in the churches and different places. And when you leave church, ain't ain't bit more holier than the man on the moon. You're just holy on Sundays and, and possibly Wednesdays. He's tired of that. I cannot bear your worthless assemblies. Why are y'all meeting up? What are we meeting up for? We're not making a change. What are we meeting up for? To show how much more religious you are than the next person? What are we meeting up for? What are we doing where God can get the glory out of our lives? And that's for the church people. Now for the people that are in the world that don't have time to even do anything for anybody because the world has their attention. God will give you your first love on judgment day. Wherever you whatever you love more than anything in this world, that's where where you would that's where your judgment will lie. If you love the world, he has a place of range where worldly people are going to go. You didn't have time for him, you don't want to hear about him. Fine. You'll never hear about him ever again. He will never bother you again. You'll never have to worry about hearing the name of the Lord ever, forever, for eternity. Simple as that. You want to live a life of evil. You want to go around and harass people. And I'm just, I'm, I'm covering all sins. You want to harass. You want to bully. Some of you are in positions that God didn't put you in. And you're not making a change. You're making it worse. And you think that nobody sees, but every, but but all of heaven sees. It's not just going to be you and, and the Lord just standing there. It's going to be him and all of heaven on the day of judgment. I've been trying to tell people that for years. It's going to be you and all of heaven. You and everybody in heaven. Your mind can't even wrap around... Your mind can't even wrap around how many people, how many different nations are in heaven. You couldn't even begin to even think a count of the countless of, we're not even talking about the people now, the angels. They will be there on your judgment. Because they have witnessed your whole life. Everybody knows 
everything in heaven. Nobody's going to hate you more than you if you don't get it together. There should be nothing in this world that you want that bad that will cause you your salvation. God has given you a road map on how he wants you to live. You have to listen. Because he's, he's pretty much telling you off right now. <laughs> and this is just the first chapter. And he goes on to verse 15 and he says, When you spread out your hands in prayer, I hide my eyes from you. Even when you offer me prayers, even when you offer many prayers, I am not listening. Your hands are full of blood. Wash and make yourself clean. Take your evil deeds out of my sight and stop doing wrong, says the Lord Almighty. Blessed be he. Learn to do right. Seek justice. Defend the oppressed. Take up the cause of the fatherless. Plead the case of the widow. Now, how many people you know in this world that's doing it right now? Nobody believes in looking out for each other anymore. Take your evil deeds out of my sight. Because it's not that God doesn't love you. He loves you. He just hates the sin. Sin cannot be around God. He is holy. He cannot abide in sin. So it's the sin that separates you from the Father. Because he loves you. He just don't want to be. He can't be around sin. I'll do part three in just a moment. Hi, welcome back to my podcast. Nothing but the truth. All right, and so we're going to continue. Um, we're continuing with the um, book of Isaiah, chapter one, and now we're on. We stopped off. We stopped at um, um, verses sixteen and seventeen, um, where God is talking about um, wash yourself from your sins um, and take your evil deeds out of my sight. Stop doing wrong, and He just He's just saying it. Um, flat out what he wants what he requires I mean that doesn't need to be broken down because he, he's just telling you right there stop doing wrong he's not gonna he's not gonna put up with it if we have gotten so complacent with ourselves we have gotten so I don't know we, we kind of like lost our sense of of reality that we we will have to be held accountable at the end of our life. And nobody knows when their end is. And I said it before, you're not going to be able to last minute God. People think, 
oh, I'll just wait to the end of my life. And I'll wait in a few more years. When I get five more years from now, I'll be mature enough, this and that and other, and die tomorrow. And in hell because you thought that you had forever to get it together. Yeah, that happens. There are so many nice people in hell. <laughs> people that that lived a life and thought that they were doing the right thing. And maybe they were in their mind doing the right thing. But it, it doesn't matter how nice you are. If you leave this world and you have not confessed uh, the Messiah as your, as confess God as your Lord and Savior, or confess in the name of the Messiah, Yeshua Hiroshima, that he is the Son of Man and the Son of God, and that he died, was hung from a tree for your sins, because he did not die on a cross. was hung from a tree for your sins no man gets to the father but through the son no man you have to repent if you want to see God. Nobody is going to understand what it feels like to want to see God until they see God. And some of you will see him and see, and that'll be the, the beginning of your heaven. And some of you will see him and it'll be the beginning of your nightmare. Depends on where you place yourself in this life. What you choose to do in this life. What you choose in this life, the choices you make in this life determines where you're going to spend the next life. Every decision you make has a consequence to it. Is it fair? doesn't matter if we think it's fair or not. Again, you have to make the right choices. God says, come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Verse 18. Though your sins are like scarlet, They shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, and you will eat the good things of this land. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. I'm sorry. But if you resist, and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. God is not playing. 
You can play your game the way you want to play it. You can keep skating through this life pretending that your racism or I'm just I'm, I'm covering all sins now your racism and your um your hatred is going unnoticed it is not it is not it is not god sees everything even if you don't say a word out of your mouth he already your thoughts are made open before him laid open for him before him i tell you the truth i tell you the truth when you when he checks your heart it's it's going to be like a microphone your heart is going to say exactly what you were feeling what you were thinking this is no this is not a lie guys this is not a game they have made the things that we should believe to be unbelievable this stuff this should be what i am saying there should be no reason why anybody should doubt it. But they have made it. They have conditioned us. This world has conditioned us to make us think that if we think outside of what they have taught us, then it's not normal. And that's why a lot of the Christians, well, the spiritual people are being attacked. The ones that are waking up because we they have programmed us to go against anything that they have set as a norm for the truth for us. But that's where you find God. God didn't come here. The Messiah did not come here to be like everybody else. The Messiah did not come here to um, hang out with the in crowd. Actually, the Messiah was in the ghettos. He was hanging with the people that nobody would even pay attention to. He came for the sinners. He didn't come for the ones that thought that they were saved. He came for the sinners. He loved the poor. He was humbled. He was humbling. His spirit of being around him will humble you. They were drawn to him. Because they knew that they couldn't figure out what he had. They just knew that whatever he had, they needed. How do you know that? Because God is never going to miss you. He's going he's gonna to always put a feeling. He's going to always leave clues to how to get back to him. You can't get back. You can't reach the father with hatred in your heart. You won't find him there. The murderers, all the people. God wants to forgive all sins because he knows who's behind causing you to sin. And he made hell so horrible. He didn't want any human being to go there. He made hell so horrible. That he said, this is not a place fit for men. But, but because I don't have nowhere else to send them. Because they, they're choosing to act like Satan. Because they are coming into agreement with his evil. Because they are rebelling against the Holy One. Blessed be he. 
I have to send them there. Yes, guys, God does cry. Yes, it, it breaks his heart. He cries a lot. Anytime you make, sometimes he's just really mad, but most of the time, a lot of times, you, you guys make him mad enough to the point he cries. You don't want God to cry behind nothing that's happening to you. There's going to be some people that's going to be having a lot of things to answer for. And in that day, this is not going to be like a normal judgment. This is not going to be what what you think. Like he's going to give you a pass. He's all loving. He's all forgiving. Absolutely not. He will not be mocked. He is also justice and he is also wrath. You lie and you steal and you cheat and you do whatever you want to do. He got a place for the liars, for the people that steal, for the cheaters, for the people that would hold from the poor. For the people that oppressed his people. He always goes back. He always in the Bible, throughout the Bible, he constantly talks about Esau, Edom, the Israelites and Jacob. He always talking about the blacks and the whites. You know why? Because the black and whites are sisters and brothers. And he's saying that you're the whites, you let you let all these other nations come in. Not only did you oppress us, but you let all the other nations, you let all these cousin the I'll just call them cousins. These other nations come in and oppress your brother. You didn't even try to defend us. Matter of fact, you made it worse. You made it worse. Understand that once what was done once will be done again, people. God is not playing about slavery. He's not playing about going into bondage. He's really serious about that. You don't think he's serious? Look at what he did to us. We had nothing to do with what our ancestors did. Nothing. But yet, we're still suffering from their mistakes. You had nothing to do with what your ancestors did. But guess what? You're still prospering from their mistakes. And we and when this is brought up, nobody wants to nobody wants to talk about this. Sweep that under the rug. Let's change the subject. But what is not important to you is important to God. So from ever I'm telling you, I am telling you that he is not to be played with. And he meant what he said. Those that were taken captive will be cap- will be taken captive. Those that were taken captives will 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 take them captive. Why would you want to suffer that fate right now? Because 
all the sins that were visited up on that are going to be visited upon the evildoers in that day for everybody that don't love him the same punishment is going to apply to them now you know that you're not a killer you know that you you didn't you're not a robber you know that you don't kill children you don't hurt children right well your ancestors probably did and god is going to show you everything that they've done and your spirit is not, I can guarantee your spirit is not going to come into agreement with that. You're going to be like, I'm not like that. I didn't do that. But God will say, I know you didn't, but just because you did not choose me when you were here. You are going to suffer the same punishment that they suffered. Israel. Well, we didn't do that. I didn't do that. That was our ancestors. I know you didn't do it, but they're still your ancestors. That means that you still have to suffer the same way that they have suffered. Is that not what's happening right now? So why would you think, why would you doubt and think that God is, is not going to be just when he uh, issues out his punishment? He wants you to repent. He loves you. He loves you. God don't like, he don't want the devil to win anybody. Any soul. He does not want you, he does not want him to win. Have you ever just been thinking like, you thought something ugly one time about somebody and you've been like, why did I think that? I don't even know why I thought that. It's not. It's because it's not you. <laughs> it's not you thinking it. They are assigned to you. Demons every day. It's a whole world going on around you guys. I keep telling people. I've been telling people that for years. They don't listen. It's a whole world going on around you guys. An invisible world. They follow you around constantly. Your guardian angel is with you. And the demons are with you. Your guardian angel is not as rules to this. They are not allowed to interfere with your decisions unless you ask them for help. That's the rule. You have to ask them. They just can't come in and take over. You have to ask them. You have to call on them. A lot of us don't even acknowledge the guardian angel. And they've been there with you before you were even born. When you were in your mother's womb. Know everything about you. Like God everything about you watch over you more than your mother because they go everywhere with you they see everything and you will see them again you will see them not again you will see them when you go to heaven but they are not allowed to intervene with, with, with your life. It is free will. You have to call on them freely. Now the demons, what they can do, they, they, they are disembodied spirits. What they can do is they can influence you. You have to come into agreement with whatever thought. I'm talking about from the smallest thought. Even if you're looking with haughty eyes, if you're looking at a woman... And and they may say, oh, she looks good, don't it? And you're like, yeah, I would love to do that to that person. But you're not even thinking that that you you just responded to something that you didn't even think on your own. 
They make you think these things. You have to come into agreement with the thought. Once you're into the agreement with the thought, then you don't let them in. You have let them in. They win. Now, you done made God mad. This is not a game. Your pastors are not going to tell you this because they are they are being used uh, to keep you guys in bondage, to keep you spiritually blind. Those prosperity teaching preachers. And you know who you are. We'll be preaching prosperity in hell. Yeah. You will be preaching prosperity in hell. I tell you no lies. I don't do no fear mongering, but I, I, I have to tell you the truth as I know it. And I tell and I'll say it again. The pastors get the worst punishment in hell. Everybody knows that. Everybody in the heaven knows that. Even in hell knows that. The demons will leave you, will leave you when they, they, they announce when you come like, Oh, we got a big one today. <laughs> I cannot make this up. That, that, that's what exact, that's exactly what happened. We got a big one today. They are preparing for you to come. It's time that we stand up and start speaking the truth. It's time that we take responsibility for our souls, our salvation. It's going to be a lot of blame game going on in the end of days. A lot of people are going to be blaming uh, Christian friends that they had that didn't harp on them enough about the truth, about God, about telling them about God. Um, and we got to be, we got to be ready. Every day you should be ministering to somebody. Every day you should be ministering to somebody. We are high priests, Israel, Judah. We are supposed to be the teachers to the nation. But God can't use a people that don't want to be used, that don't want to, that don't want to choose him. That are still behaving like Sodom and Gomorrah. This is the most important relationship that anybody in their life should ever be worried about. I can guarantee you, everybody, when they get to heaven, is going to say, Lord, why didn't I do more for you? Why didn't I do more for you? We are a rebellious nation. We are rebellious people. Who has the ears and the heart of God himself. He's just waiting for his children to wake up. Okay. 
I try to say my messages in a way that you guys can't help but understand because I'm a simple woman. I don't have big fancy words to say. I'm a sipping woman. I don't come to entertain. I come to speak the truth. I love you all and I want us all to go to heaven. If you only try to secure your place in heaven, you're not, you, you won't be found worthy of entering heaven. If you don't love your brother enough to care about him, to tell him the truth, to save his soul, then you're nothing to God. You're trying to secure your place and not secure everybody else's. God is looking to see how you're going to move for him. Nothing in this world is worth your soul. Nothing in this world, no sin, no nothing. Nothing is worth your soul. I've read to you verbatim what the word of God says, what God really thinks. And that's just one. That's just a few, few of the verses. Choose God today, love. Choose him while you got a chance. All right. You've been listening to Nothing But The Truth. Again, my name is Taisha. And thank you for tuning in to my podcast. Have a blessed day.